Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 585. Today we're going to take a look at Yokohama. This is a new game designed by Hisashi Hayashi, who also designed Trains, uh, Sail to India, uh, several other games. And uh, this one is just now being brought over by Tasty Minstrel Games into the US and other places. Uh, it is a very, very different kind of mind space for a uh, type of Euro game. Uh, it looks like kind of a mess when you set it up on the table, but do not let that scare you away. Uh, it's got a very, very intriguing, uh, unique uh, mechanism for uh, driving the game. So I don't want to spoil too much before I get to the review. So let's jump right into uh, kind of the mechanics and how the turn works and all that good stuff. And then I'll tell you more of my thoughts at the end. Okay, so you can see I've got everything set up here. I've set it up as if it was going to be a three-player game. Uh, everything pretty much here you can see is randomized. You've got all of these separate different boards here. These are all kind of shuffled up. They're laid out in a pyramid sort of pattern and, and the number of boards that you use is going to be dependent on the number of players. Uh, they do have on the back here kind of the player count. So I took these out because these are for four-player games. And then you have kind of these market boards and things up there. And also those are driven by the number of players as you can see as well. And there's all kinds of cards which are orders and different technology cards that you can get. Also on each of these little individual boards here are these cards here and these will give you uh, little bonuses. You can put buildings in these spots. Uh, so all of these are randomized and the location of them is randomized. So this little spot that you can see here kind of in the middle there, which is sort of like a little penalty spot that you might have to travel through to get to these other boards is going to be in a different position each game and so on. Now each player is going to have their own little player board. They start with some agents and that's what the cubes are and these houses here and a president. And you can see you also have some other agents and houses and these little markets here, these larger buildings on your board. You're going to, have to take actions to get them off your board into your available supply, which then you can use to place onto the main play area. The bottom of the board here just has some notifications for a different end game scoring bonuses, which I'll get to in a little bit. But your turn is very, very simple on the surface. Uh, and then what the actions and everything that you're gonna be doing and why you do them is where, of course, the meat of the game comes in. So the first thing you're gonna do every turn is you're going to take either two or three cubes, usually, and then put them on, a bo on the board in a different fashion. So there's two ways that you can put cubes on the board. You can either put two in the same area or you can put up to three and they each have to be in a different area like so. And as the game goes along, you're gonna get more and more cubes out and you're gonna take actions and it's gonna remove the cubes off the board. And then of course, again, you're gonna to need to get the cubes off of your warehouse there so you don't run out, which is possible. So every turn, you're going to put out two or three cubes it less if you don't have as many. And then you're going to either place or move your president. Usually you just place the president at the beginning of the game, although it is possible that you might kind of get stuck, which I'll show you in a minute, that you may have to pull them off. Uh, so you're gonna then place or move. So maybe we'll go ahead and place them here just to start. And what's gonna happen is wherever you place or you end up with your president, you're gonna activate that whole space here. And you can see you've got different power levels here. One, two, three, four, five. And because we have kind of two pieces here, the president plus an agent, we've activated power level two. We get one for each piece. So now you can see we get two of these T tokens there. So we'll get those in our supply and we can use those for a variety of different things, fulfilling orders and so on. Now, after you've done that and taken your action, you're gonna take the cube off 
and then it's going to be the next player's turn. They're going to put some cubes out, place or move their president, and so on. Now let's say it comes back around to our next turn and we have a couple of different options here. We could do maybe two cubes here and then move him there. Now it is worth noting that you have to have a chain of cubes that you move through. Uh, so if we wanted to get like way up here, we'd have to maybe put a cube there and a cube there and we now have a path. You can see that going all the way up there. But remember, as you activate, you pull all the cubes off and so you you're kind of in between wanting to put two cubes in a spot to take more and more powerful actions, but also kind of trying to plan for future turns and getting cubes out maybe over the course of a couple of turns, you place them in several areas and they start to build up more naturally. And then you've got you know better turns in a row. So it's a very uh, planning oriented in that way. But let's go ahead and take a look at an example here. Now let's say the blue had moved here. Let's take these off. And blue had done some spots here and blue was over here. And we wanted to put a cube where the blue's president was. We're gonna to have to then place, uh, or excuse me, give a blue a dollar for each cube that we place there. So if we wanted to really go here and put our two red cubes there, we'd have to pay uh, blue two bucks, which could be very expensive. Now, let's say we didn't wanna do that. We're like, you know what, I'll, I'll move up here or something like that. Because we have to move through our chain of cubes. You can see I can't go around this way because there's none of my cubes. Uh, if I went this way, I'd have to pay blue a buck for moving through them. And you can never end in the spot with another president. So it's effectively kind of blocking off that place. It's similar to like a worker placement game by having the president there. Okay, so let's take a look at some more examples about how you move around and place your president. So let's do this. We'll put two red cubes on here. And let's say we just move them over here. So now we've got a total power of five. One, two, three, four, and then fifth for our president. You can see this spot here, getting the bricks is not as easy as getting the T. If you only have two power here, you don't get anything. It's not worth it. But if you get all the way up to the five power here, then you can get up to three. Now, the other thing to note here is each of these boards has a randomized little token there, a little bonus. So the first player to do a five power action here will also get this. So in addition to the three uh, copper bricks there, they will also just trigger this. They'll take this and keep this. Sometimes there's bonuses for collecting these little five power things. And then they'll also get an import token, which is kind of a very fancy good, which is definitely worth going after. And the other thing to notice here, if you look at the four and five numbers on all of these different boards here, they've got this little house symbol. So anytime you do a four power or five power action, you can take one of your buildings here. Uh, if you've got it off your board and you start with two of these off your board and then you can place it in one of these four bonus spots. So I could put it here. I could get two bucks. I could get four points. I can get a point or maybe I'm the last one in here and you might still go in here because sometimes you can get bonuses. You can see that icon there, that icon there and that one there on the different uh, spaces. So you might still want to get a building there even though all the good bonuses are gone because there might be a kind of an achievement card that wants you to build in these different types of areas. So let's go, we go here, it's early in the game, who wants a little bit extra money? We can go there. Now the other thing to notice, I showed you those larger market buildings here. You can see there's a spot for one of those. And you can also put this, and these are usually just a large amount of points. Now it's worth noting that you can only have one of the small buildings and then of course only one of the larger buildings overall can be there. There's a couple of spots where you can collect goods. There's a few of those of course. And then there's other spots where you can collect orders and then you'll be able to fulfill those orders. You can get technology cards and all kinds of cool fancy stuff.
Now let's say we moved over here and this is a spot where you can get orders from the port. There's kind of two places to get orders from. And here you can see if you got power two, you can get kind of a low cost and then up, upgrade to a mid and high and get extra points. Now you can see this little icon here says you can pay two bucks or an import and you can grab a second uh, order up to the level that you've acquired there. So here's the two order boards and you can see here's the port one and that's the one that we just activated. And above each of these order cards is a low, medium, or high. And so you can just take in this, let's look at this one here. This is a low and we'll take this and we'll put this in our hand. We can have up to three orders in our hand and this shows you the requirements. So I need one fish, one tea, and two silk. And I can complete that. At the end of your turn, you can just complete any orders that you can and also possibly doing bonus activation, which I'll talk about. Uh, this one will give you five points and then you can pull something off your board once you complete it. You also note there's a nationality symbol here. So there's Germany and then here's Great Britain and so on. So you're gonna be collecting these uh, as well to trigger special actions and also kind of a set collecting idea to get orders from the different countries there. But you'll just take and, and get those and fulfill those as you can. This is one of the end game conditions. Once you can't fill either of these boards, they both come out of the same deck of order cards, then that will trigger the end of the round. Whenever you trigger the end of the game, uh, you'll finish out the round so that everybody has equal number of turns. Then you do one extra round of action. So you get a little bit of leeway in terms of planning, but you can really manipulate uh, the end of the game as well. Now the next kind of board here is this laboratory management board and these are different technology cards and you can see the little gear symbol in the upper left that's the amount of uh, sort of technology that's the amount of technological power you've got to generate and you can see these actually go up and I should note these cards will just slide down as you acquire them the new ones will be dealt out but these you'll just take and you'll put them uh, in front of your player board and they just give you special abilities. So this one says once per turn, you may gain a worker from your warehouse by paying uh, one yen. So you don't have to go to a special spot to get new workers off your board. You can just do every turn for paying a buck there. And so that's a pretty handy ability. And these are all kinds of different uh, abilities there. I'm not gonna go over very much of them, but some are better than others, but those usually cost more and that kind of thing. You'll also notice there are the flags underneath the bottom there. <clears throat> So you do want to keep in mind uh, that, you know, try to work that into your strategy if you can to get either pairs of the same nationality or get a set of the five different nationalities because that'll give you bonus points. You can also see in the upper right hand corner, the player that has the highest value of technology, not the, not the number of cards, but the value of the technology is going to get 10 extra bonus points and then five for second place as well. Now the last two places I want to show you are these two locations here and they have to do with the management boards and these are just kind of purely uh, immediate scoring and end game scoring uh, spots. Now the last two sort of worker placement spots I want to show you here are these two boards here, the church and the customs, and these have to do with the two management boards. So you can see here in the case of the church, you go here, you generate a certain number of power. Let's say we generated three. So we've got kind of three power for going into the church, but you can spend extra to get boost that power further up. So you can see you can spend different goods. So you can spend a tea, a fish, two bucks, uh, silk, copper, an import. You got to spend different ones though. You can't spend all the same and that will push up your power and then you'll be able to place a token on the church management board. Whereas if you go down here to the customs, you use a certain amount of power and this dictates the number of imports that you can spend 
uh, and then that'll allow you to activate a spot on the customs port. So if I put out four power, then I can discard up to three imports and that'll push me up further on the customs management board. So if you look here at the church management board, and then you can see, let's say I generate up to seven, I'll take a cube and again, I need one of these available off of my player board and I'll just mark that there. And this allows me, you can see that symbol there, you'll see that in a few different spots. That allows you to put uh, up to two of your cubes out in different spots. But when you trigger it from this bonuses, that'll be available. You don't have to pay anybody if you put it where their president is. And then it'll give you six points. And then down here in the church, let's say I spent, uh, I only had two imports and I could spend that. So I'll mark this one here, I'll get a buck and then uh, nine points there. Or you get kind of a choice here too, because I could have removed another marker or building off of my board and gotten 10 points. But at the end of the game, you can see there's some end game scoring here. So whoever has the most cubes on the church board will get six points and then three points for second. And then the same here down here, eight points and then four points in terms of the customs board. Now if there's an equal number of cubes and whoever has the cube furthest to the right of those that are tied will break the tie there. So the other thing to note here are these achievements and these are randomly dealt out from a couple different stacks of cards. And these you just need to kind of have a certain thing and then you can mark it the achievement. So here, if we have seven fish, you can then take and mark. Again, you need an available cube. And the first player to get that will be eight points and everybody else will be six. Here you can have four technology cards, nine and seven points. And then you see these icons here, this is the type of board that you built your buildings on. I showed you that earlier. So the first person to have two uh, buildings on two different hammer boards and three of whatever this golden thing is here, uh, you know, those icons, then you get 10 points and then eight. Now, the last thing to talk about are these nationality symbols here. And you can see these two German ones. So once you have a pair of these from either technology cards or the order cards that you fulfilled, you can get a pair in this case of Germany and you will have here a little bonus kind of foreign agent and you take that and put that in front of you. And then that allows you to activate that foreign agent as if it was your president and you put it on some spot where you have cubes and you can do that before or after your main action. So you get kind of a double action that time and that can be very powerful because as you get cubes spread out, you know, maybe you want to go over here and you can get the fish and then trigger uh, fulfilling the order or getting some order that has fish for it and that kind of thing. So you can do that all at once. Now, the other thing you want to collect these for is you want to get different ones and there's five different ones. And you can see here at the bottom of your board, if you have five different ones, you get 12 points at the end of the game and you can collect multiple sets of these as well. So maybe you have a set of five and then a set of two or something. And then that's pretty much all the points you get, all the points you score during the game. These bonus points, which I talked about earlier, which are depicted here. And then you get extra points for money, every three goods, and then imports. And then this little symbol here is if you have a foreign agent that you didn't actually get to use and activate, you'll get an extra point there. Now the game will end, I talked about once you run out of order cards, they will also end once player has built either all of their large market buildings or all of their small houses here or once there's a certain number of these cubes here on the management board, and you can see based on player count five, five, six for each of these. So in a three player game in this case, once there are five cubes on here, uh, then that would of course trigger the end of the game. So once one of those triggers happen, and it's usually they're all kind of close to happening, so you can kind of push and prod if you want the game to end and so on. Uh, then you play the, out the round and then play out the extra round, and then that's it. 
Okay, so that is a Yokohama. Now this game is a, was a lot more fascinating than I actually expected. It kind of looks like a jumbly mess of dif different icons. You ran the board shuffled all randomly. You're moving here, you're collecting goods, you're kind of converting them, that whole kind of shtick, which we've seen a lot of. But that main mechanism, first of all, is really, really interesting because you've got a lot of sort of blocking and sort of planning and then reading others' plans that you can see. You know, if they're gonna dump in a lot of cubes in a certain spot, you know they're gonna try to go there, so maybe you worm your way around to kind of block them. Uh, you've gotta be very careful about planning because you've got kind of the chicken and egg thing where I know I need these goods, I need these other goods, I can go over here and do this bonus thing, which will trigger if I do a five power spot somewhere, all that kind of stuff. So that all that really kind of coalesces together uh, to make a very, very intriguing game and a very kind of different mind space, especially just because the whole like trickling the cubes out thing. It's, it's very tricky to sort of verbalize something like that, but it's very cool. I really, really like it. Uh, it's gonna have a lot of replayability because sometimes you're gonna have like the two fish next to each other or the two fish are gonna be on opposite sides of the board or you know the orders are all gonna be on one side of the board or the other. Like if you're playing the game, we played one time with three players and the one of the order boards was way up to the top and nobody really ever went over there and used that because it was more conveniently located on the other side of the board uh, next to the goods and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, it's that kind of thing is going to shake it up. The technologies are going to inform your strategy. And it's cool because the technologies aren't really like game breaking. They're just very augmenting. So whatever you're going to do, you can go and get it. And then that's going to just generate those little bonus kind of fireworks that kind of go off in your brain. And it's, it feels very kind of Feldian in that way uh, where it's like, okay, I my basic turn is drop these cubes, do this. Well, now I'm gonna drop these cubes, do this, get this bonus, this can trigger that. And my next turn, I'll have a pair of Germany flags and then now I'm, I can do really cool stuff on my next turn. So it gives you those kind of like little hits of dopamine or whatever that is that, you know, you, you kind of trigger and then you build and build and build and build and you get all those extra points. So the game works very, very well in that way. Uh, the different player counts, I haven't played it with four, but I played it with two and three and it worked fine at two and three. I think it's gonna be a great two player game actually. Um, yeah, there's not really much to say about it because it's theme wise, it like, okay, you know, whatever. But <laughs> I don't, when I play this kind of game, I really don't care about theme. There's enough theme in there for me to kind of buy off into, okay, this is my kind of planning. I'm sort of trying to, you know, manages the logistics of getting one good to the other spot, grabbing orders. It, that is, there's enough of that there to get me in, but then it becomes like a purely strategic kind of mechanical kind of thing. Uh, and I think what's really kind of striking me about the game is there's a definite balance between long-term planning and then you're kind of short-term grabbing this opportunity because, okay, well, you know, they kind of went over here. That's kind of blocking off my main strategy. So I can trickle some cubes out this way and do that for a couple of turns and then do a plop here. So then I've really set up you know, my staging of how I wanna progress and get to that maximum capacity turn, you know, that most efficient turn. And I think this, that sort of visually sort of laying out on the board, you know, sort of just informs your sort of mental process. So you can, you can sort of visually plan. So a lot of times games, it's all kind of, you know, you get the idea of like, it's a spreadsheet, it's this and that. Well this kind of gets away from that because you can you can actually see your plan it's like some kind of new fancy uh you know uh 
engineering uh, process or something, some kind of agile, uh, you know, I'm gonna use all these stupid corporate buzzwords, but you know, it's that kind of thing, but you can visually see the roadmap of the company plan, <laughs> kind of stupid stuff. But it's really fun in this case because you just, it happens, you can see it, you can visually see the progress of the company evolve, and it's not like you're looking at a ledger when you're doing that. You're looking at it visually, spatially on the board. So that's really, really cool. Uh, so yeah, I definitely recommend uh, this game, and don't let it put you off because I mean, I'll tell you, you know, when you lay out the everything on the board, it's like that's too much. I don't. That's too much stuff to take in. But it's really not. Simple turn. Plop some cubes out, move your president, done. Go, 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 go. And then you just naturally kind of fall into, uh, this is saying I hear a lot, you fall into the pit of success, right? So you just keep going, oh look, I've got enough stuff and I can do an order, I can do this. And so you kind of naturally fall into that and learn the game that way. And then once that's happened, then on subsequent plays, it's like, okay, boom, now I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go after this, this technology is good. I like this technology. I'm gonna kind of work that, get that, and then that's gonna drive my engine. So the replayability is also gonna come out of that kind of atmosphere. Okay, Yokohama, thanks.